Ah, crap. I left the other one. No. Welcome to another episode of Skits Up Podcast. As you can realize from uh, the sound of my voice, uh, it's not our regular voice that we have um, introducing this podcast. Um, unfortunately, the whole team is not with us today. Uh, Paul, our fearless leader, uh, could not join us uh, and neither could Scott. However, we do have to say that we have an awesome uh, guest host today that uh, has agreed to join us for the entirety of the podcast. So that's going to be awesome. And um, guys, uh, this is going to be a real treat. We have uh, Freddy Cordova today from the famous series of videos on YouTube of Freddy Can Fly join us today. So welcome, Freddy, to the show. Uh, yes, yes, thank you uh, very, very much. Um, I'm very happy to be a part of the presentation. <sighs> I apologize for being a little bit out of breath. I'm just getting a little bit. Uh, over a cold. So uh, either way, I'm very happy to join. I'm happy to be present. No problem. That's awesome. It's uh, really great to have you. So uh, we also have uh, Frank. What's going on, guys? Hey. All righty. So uh, we are ready. So um, let's, uh, let's get started with our regular, uh, our regular order. So let's get started with uh, what's everyone been doing since last recording. So uh, Frank, can you get us kicked off? Cool, man. So it's been it's finally uh, winter here in Florida and uh, it sucks. It's a little too cold for my taste, but other than the last couple of days, it's been beautiful. Uh, a little windy, but I've gotten a bunch of flights in. Um, I've had some pretty exciting flights this last couple of weekends with, uh, with my Black Nitro and my Kraken. Uh, I'm doing little mains on the on the black nitro now, which is pretty cool. Um, which I'm excited about. Um, trying out some new things. And just honestly, it's been flying so good that I'm trying not to change much, but I just wanna I'm doing the harder dampeners on the head and I am um just going through the entire drive chain, checking bearings and make sure everything is in good in good ship shape order. I've had the helicopter now for two years and the motor I swapped it out about a year and a half ago so i'm gonna take that out and check it out i'm pretty excited i got um i got a os105 that i got modded by kenny hutton at the virginia event at the um, uh full mow down so it's my first 105 that was actually modded modded and i'm going to be using the the mrci pipe the new the version two the latest one that came out uh, the lightweight one, I'm going to be using it on that, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, other than that, I've been messing around a lot with my 3D printer. I'm doing a bunch of little stuff around the house, but I got some cool ideas for the helic for the hobby as well. Um, not so much on the helicopter side, but just like uh, tool carrying uh, little compartments that I can stick a bunch of things so I can minimize my footprint of stuff to carry to the field. Uh, other than that, just trying to keep the hangout civil as possible. This weekend was a little bit exciting uh, in regards to a few topics, but we'll catch those at the end of the uh, podcast. And other than that, it's been great, man. A lot of work, trying to get as much flying as I can in. 
I'll be going out this uh, this Sunday to uh, visit uh, a neighboring club of ours. Not not usually my my home my home club, which is Amsfield. I'm going to be going to Markham Park and fly with those guys. They have a few more heli guys than than Amsterdam. So so I'll hopefully get some cool videos and get some live on the hangout while I'm there. All right. Cool. Um, I I zoned out for a little bit there. I think you talked something about nitro, but I I didn't listen. I kind of tuned out. So, but it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of, of uh, new batteries or uh, new motor or just essentially what I was doing for uh, for Javier that only flies electrics and it's definitely afraid of nitro or anything that goes boom. You know. If if I may, uh, gentlemen. Um, I completely agree 110%. Um, I grew up the majority of my life flying specifically electric machines. And although they have gobs of power and it's fun to throw them around, uh, I'm, a, I'm a nitro guy all day, every day. There's nothing more beautiful than watching that machine fly. You smell that nitro and you get excited. You get, you know, uh the, the the shaky knees and everything when it's up and going if you overload that machine it's going to drop it's it, it's going to go it's going to sink right right into the ground with an electric machine i mean it's got so much power you can actually mistreat your collective as much as you want and it, it may sink at some point but it has the power to back it up and I have endless calls, endless texts from people asking me about the difference between, uh, you know, nitro and electric. And it's so hard to explain that difference unless you get out and get some stick time. Because if you don't pick up your machine and go out and actually fly it, then then you're never going to know. And, and and that's truth. I mean, I I, I feel like uh, people kind of get pushed up on this idea of, you know, they, they look up on YouTube uh, nitro videos and they see this this professional pilot. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. And and this this machine is smacking around, going crazy all the time. In real life, your nitro machine is never going to do that unless it's tuned properly and it's been given the right amount of attention. Just like with electric machines, though, too, if the governor's uh, governor's not set right and everything's not set right, um, it's not going to smack around the way that it does. And I, I don't know. It, that's a hard question for me, actually, to explain to people. And maybe that's good input. Uh, I mean, just uh, based upon what uh, you guys have said just now, um, based on nitro stuff. That's, you know, I, I have to agree with you because I always feel like, like on my electrics, I usually, like I have a pretty set, like, uh, way I kind of, I, I do my flights when I go flying. I just, not what I'm doing, but what I do, like what I fly first, like I usually fly my small machine, my 570, and I kind of get warmed up on that, and I'm not afraid to kind of get the, the, like, the engine running on that one, you know, and then I jump into my 700 electric, and I fly, I put, I put, I put three or four flights on those, depending on the day. But every time I leave the field, I, I always try to put in at least two or three flights on my nitro because I, it reminds me of that I don't have the power. So I got to, if I'm going to try a maneuver, 
you know, I, I try to, I try them on all the machines, but I really try to get it right on the, on the nitro because it requires more finesse. You got to come into it differently. You know, you got to come into it slower or you got to come into it more aggressively and back off after you, you're, you're around it, you know? Okay. Okay. This, this is not the nitro show guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's what happens. You, you get a bunch of guys sitting around talking about helis. <laughs> it goes off, man. I tried to talk to you a billion times about this, and I will. It's I know it's it's a never-ending battle, and I'll never win it. Uh, but man, there's there's so many videos that I've watched, you know. And Freddie, all came aside. I told you this off the air right now, but man, you have no idea how much you taught me, and how many times I would be at the field and pull out the pull out my phone to make sure that, you know, that I, that I caught everything your video said. And so thank you, man. And, you know, I know that a lot of people out there, you made it a lot easier for a lot of people to get into the hobby and stay in the hobby. So thank you for coming on with us, man. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and again, based upon your comment, man, that, that right there alone, again, I'm just, I'm just a normal guy. I'm just doing my thing. And, and that means the world to me. I mean, it honestly does. It's hard to put it into words. But it really does, dude. But we're gonna we're gonna actually, you know what? I think we got a few we got a few guests lined up again, and I know in the future we're gonna get you to come back here because when the first generation, the first version of the show, we did one with my photos, and it you know it it was nitro as it got, you know, and I think it'd be cool to have you on it and with the same topic, you know. I I know that Javier will will be sick that day or something, so yeah. Hopefully, we'll, uh, <laughs> I think it'll be cool. I'll be think cool. I'll find something else to do. That's fine. <laughs> Javi, what have you been up to, man? Well, um, not much, not much. Um, of course, um, as you said, you know, we are on winter. For me, it's, you know, for you, it's a week. For me, it's like like three more, three months. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, I'm taking it slow. And, and as I've been saying, you know, it's, it's, it's helped me a lot to keep simming. And I keep trying to do that. Um, and you know we'll we'll talk much more about that on today's episode. But um, what um, what I've been is uh, I don't know. You could say I've been I've been a little bit bummed. Um, I was very very excited with my buddy for twenty project, um, but uh, I did something dumb, and uh, I killed one of the screws that um, that is on my. Uh, on the new well the new body you know that it has a new a different battery tray that sits hot that sits higher because it ha it has a, si a higher cg um and uh they changed the bolts and the bolts are like four millimeters you know they're very very tiny bolts uh and they're unique they're the only bolts i mean i have a you know bags and bags and bags of bolts but i don't have that specific size i think that's a, an actually a, a new size for 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 sub um and uh and i killed one of those bolts which is like super hard to find so now now i have to figure out how where to find a bolt or if i may have to get like a whole new battery tray or something to fix that i don't know um i also realized that uh the and i think i've said that on previous episode if not um the the canopy um cannot be modded well the original 380 canopy cannot be modded for the body uh the body is um because of how the ESC sits now and how everything is laid out, it needs actually more space. So I've figured out that the the, the body canopy much be must be much taller than the than the regular 380 canopy. 
because even even though you know I made cuts with a Dremel on the bottom of the 380 canopy, but it still won't fit. You know, it 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 drops against against the motor and against the ESC. There's no way that it can fit. So I also have to buy a uh, a body canopy to finish this project. And uh, someone told me that I should have bought the kit, and I would have had you know extra spares. But I was, um, as you know, uh, you know, um, I didn't want to listen what, to what everyone said, so I just bought the parts. <laughs> and now I, I'm I'm gonna get close probably to the cost of kit. But it, that's okay, you know, uh, live and learn. And uh, but that that thing is gonna fly again. I you know even if that's the last thing I do. So um, I'm uh, I'm expecting to probably make an order, you know, uh, payday is Friday. So I'm expecting to make an order on payday to, uh, to complete the parts that are needed for the body, as well as uh, the parts that I need to um, return what I cannibalized off the 380 so that I can have both uh, flying again and, and get a comparison. I know that it's not gonna be a fair comparison apples to apples because the body is gonna be a 420 and the 380 is still gonna be a 380. Um, however, I do know that you know the. I think that uh, that that even that slight change in CG should benefit the th the, the 420 a lot. Um, so I'm look. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so and and you know that's that's been about it. You know because I I I'm unable to do you know anything else to go out or to do anything else. Uh, however, I do have one more thing, um, and uh, I've been thinking very 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 much about what to do uh, because as um, as well we haven't talked about that on the news or anything so but you're probably aware uh, you know you you know about everything Frank uh, for the hangout um, that you know 3DG the 3DG flyberless system is basically dead um, there was an issue with uh, the manufacturing of uh, of the units um, they are no longer being manufactured uh, they wanted to try to find a new manufacturer for the units. They have been unsuccessful so far. And it, it, it all points out that basically 3D is going to die as a flyberless unit platform. So I have to, to migrate uh, off of that because I, I became a 3DG pilot actually. But, um, you know, they, they're, they are basically dead. So um, I'm going to move to a new flyberless platform. My uh, my flyberless platform that I wanted to move out to was the Mikado Vivar Neo. However, I made, uh, but, but, but there's a big but. I I made the math and I cannot afford it. <laughs> um, even 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 buying, you know, I I made the math, you know, even buying uh, a V control a V control version one used, which I need because you know I need a new radio. I cannot use my my Spectrum radios. Um, I would need to buy the uh, not only the flyberless unit, but I would have to pay for the upgrade to get it up to Pro Rescue, which you know pro probably I don't need it. I don't know because I haven't you know seen if there's something that I would need to get to that level of tuning or not. But I definitely would need Rescue, and you have to go through Pro to get to Rescue, so that's the most expensive upgrade. So I I would need to be to have a significant investment on 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 that. And I don't think I, I, I would be able to do it for, uh, for all four helicopters that I have. So I have decided to try out a different flyberless platform, and that's going to be the Spirits 2. Um, I, um, I, I checked on, the, on their webpage, and actually all the way from, what is it, Czechoslovakia or something, 
um, they they give you free shipping if you if you buy a unit, um, which I found amazing. So it's gonna be actually a pretty good deal to to buy all four, uh, which I'm gonna do when I get my tax refund money. So um, that's that's gonna be my project for you know my big project for this year. I'm gonna swap out Flyverless platform and uh, see how well it goes. According to the math, I should be able to afford it for all helicopters. So we'll see what happens. But is is that something you gotta like? I, I, I don't want to get into it, but this is something you got to jump into right away. Like you don't have any, your three digits are flying good. You spent all that you're tuning them, and you're familiar with them. If they're not making them, are okay. If they fail, okay. Then get get another one. But you still have a yes good unit you can fly. Yes, but uh, but the three DG is a uh, is is an excellent unit. I really like it. You know, I, I you know I flew for them. Uh, but the problem that I have is that I'm still struggling with tuning. Um, it's a little bit hard to tune. So I haven't reached to a point where the units um, are behaving the way I want them to. To me, it was easier to tune the brain that I had before. But, you know, I jumped to 3DG. I found 3DG. Uh, I really liked it because it had a lot of different features. It's a lot more precise. Um, it's much faster. Um, you know, at least of how how I, uh, you know, how the initial setup is done. It's uh, very, very, very agile. Um, it has a lot more um, resolution. It, uh, you know, the governor picks it up from from zero throttle, so it takes care of the whole spool up instead of brain. That uh, I think it's when it reaches like twenty percent throttle, it picks the governor picks up. So there's a lot of things that I liked about the three TG platform. You know, that's why I migrated my whole leads to that and started flying with them but um i still struggle struggled a lot with uh with tuning so i hear that spirit of course bivar neo is the easiest one to tune but uh you know i've stated my my reasoning why I, that would be my preferred platform but i cannot move to it um and um from what i've researched the uh the spirit 2 is uh, is, is a very easy to tune unit and also with a very consistent and um even vibration resistant rescue. So that's kind of why um, I'm gonna move over to that platform. If, if I may, it's the exact same thing with every manufacturer and every machine out there. They release a model with the expectation that at some point you are now gonna purchase the newer and better upgrades. It's always bothered me so much that you buy this new model and you're so excited you work so hard you bought it and then two weeks later they have a better version so my point behind that is if the model flies the model flies and at the end of the day it doesn't matter what flight barless system you have if you understand it you know how to program it it's going to work you know i've, I've progressed i've done I've, i i i kid you guys not dude i have legitimately built and flown any model you can think of. I've touched every flight system. I've, I've done them all and they all work great. They really do. There's not a single system that doesn't actually work. The difference is if you're not happy with what you're using, then yes, absolutely. Try something different. But at the same time, you have to realize if you're not getting the results out of that system, you may or may not understand it fully. So there could be some adjustments that you could make and all of a sudden that system works. So I, I do 
from my perspective, have that opinion where, you know what, it all works. All of it works. It, you know, it, it, it's a simple, it's a simple aspect of the companies, they need to make money and everybody needs to buy their products. And that is what it is, but they all work, man. They all work. Yes. And, and I, and I actually, you know, fully agree with you, Freddie. Um, I agree that, you know, uh, everything works and, you know, we have talked about it, about it, you know, that, you know, today it's hard to find a machine that doesn't work, right? I mean, they all, they all fly really well. And if you get a pro to get, you know, the, uh, what you would, what you would consider, you know, the low end of the helicopter range, they would make it look awesome. I mean, uh, I've seen, uh, uh, you know, people fly these, these, you know, the Blade Nano S2, like, you know, like, like it's some amazing piece of machinery, you know, three times its size. You know, I, 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 I know that. I, I, I get that. Um, that's why, you know, uh, at this point, I think that um, it's good for me, uh, you know, personally, to try something else. Like you said, you know, if it's not working for you for some reason, um, you know, try something else. I've, I tried, uh, you know, a whole season uh, with this flyberless unit. And, and I really liked it that, that, it, uh, that, it, that it works. Uh, you know, I think that it has really good potential. And yes, I do think that I don't fully understand, you know, um, the innards of it. So I need something different that helps me to view things different that may adjust to me as a pilot how to uh, tune it, how to work with it, because I fully agree, you know, if you are really good at tuning, if you really understand exactly what each parameter does and exactly, you know, how PID affects uh, every single uh, movement of the helicopter and what maneuvers to do to be able to stress it and to test it properly, um, I am convinced that you can make any flyberless unit fly exactly like any other flyberless unit. Um, with enough tuning. However, it all comes down to, you know, each unit, how it presents the information to you, um, how the software flows through it, how the presets are done, because the vast majority of pilots, you know, don't tune well. So uh, it all comes down to, to something that is easy for them from, from the get-go, from the presets, from the stock settings, you know, make two or three or three tweaks on it, flies fine. You know, it doesn't drop out of the sky and the tail doesn't kick out uncontrollably. You know, it, it works. If you're, if you're a pro, you know, you'll get to that level of tuning that, you know, you can smack it around like anybody's business. But I think that it com all comes down to that, you know, at my level, um, I need something that is uh, easier to use, that it's a little, a little bit different. You know, I've already gone through the, um, uh, through the B-Stacks. Uh, you know, the AR-7200 and the AR-7210 units. I've already gone through Icon Brain. Now I went through through 3DG. You know, I still haven't found something that really works with me, you know, that, 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 re that, that I say, oh, okay, okay, uh, this thing flows right. I understand how to do that. Um, and it allows me to keep playing with it until I get to the level that I want to. So I'm ho really hoping, I'm keeping my fingers and my toes crossed that um, that Spirit 2 is going to be that one. Um, if not, you know, maybe next season I'll try something else. I don't know. Um, uh, I really wanted to, to, to try the Neo because 
um, it seems to be very easy to do. And as you say, you know, if you basically, if you see a pro flying a goblin on, on the internet, you know, he's flying a, a B-bar. <laughs> um, so, um, so, so I, I kind of like said, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm, I really, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm as, 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 as a, as a big as a fanboy of goblin as it can get. So, you know, um, I, I really said, you know, this, this is my match, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, as you said, Freddie, you know, you can, you can only buy what you can afford. So, um, so that's, that's where I'm gonna, that's where I'm gonna go. You know, uh, this spirit too seems like it's gonna be able to, so. Yes, yes. And, and at the end of the day, they all do exactly the same thing, right? You've got three servos that control the swash plate. You've got one servo, uh, servo that controls the rudder. It doesn't matter the geometry or, or how they have the machine laid out. At the end of the day, they all behave exactly the same. The difference is the pilot. Every fiberless system, every ESC, you know, every different set of battery packs, they all do the same thing. They serve one purpose. There are guys out there right now, today, that still fly a flybarred helicopter, which is almost like a cuss word. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who says fly bar? Nobody does. But people out there still fly a fly barred helicopter and they do the exact same thing that the professional pilots are doing today. It kind of gets me a little bit, you know, banana sandwich because it gets overwhelming. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Banana sandwich? <laughs> Break that one down for us, please. That, that's the that's that's thing you say. I've never heard that one yet. Banana sandwich. That's, a new one. that's me trying not to uh, use, uh, you know, like profanity or adult words. I've got kids, you know, so instead of swearing, I say banana sandwich. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's a good one. I gotta remember that one. <laughs> yes, yes. We're we're an explicit podcast, anyways. But so you could say what you want, but but to to add on to that, that subject you guys are talking about, it like I I for the most part agree. The the one thing I'm always cost, I'm always kind of cognizant of it's okay i do this this is like my main hobby and you know god you know i'm i'm very blessed you know um that i i do get to afford some of these things and the and i think the one thing i always kind of tell myself or I justify to myself is well i fly these brands because one i know them very well and two they're they're a lot easier for me to maintain you know i don't have to spend uh significant more time wrenching you know and or they're a lot easier for me to tune you know like I like, like I, you can probably tell from me that I, I fly the B bar and I fly SAB and it's because, you know, one, I've, I've been flying it forever. So for me to go to another machine, it's another system, it would be a huge undertaking or a learning curve, you know, like, um, but I, as long as they last well, they, they last, they, they're, they're not breaking down every day on you or they're not causing you to spend extra money on things. I completely agree with you. You know, it, it, you put it on the right situation. You know, you give the a Cal Stacy or a Cal doll. You give a machine that they're not used to flying, and and they do great in it. You know, there's actually a video from a this like impromptu competition between Cal doll and Cal Stacy at the last year at the Bowdown. And there's one part where they switch helicopters, and you can see that they're they're not 100% comfortable with it, but they're they're capable enough to make those flies just like the other, you know, and there's, there couldn't be two more opposites than a Black Thunder and a Logo 700, you know, that's the complete opposite, you know, one's fully belted, the other one is belted with a torque tube, so 
they act very different. They do, but at the end of the day, it's understanding what your machine can do and what it cannot do. To me, it's that simple. It doesn't matter what fly barless system you have, what battery packs you have. I mean, they all serve the exact same purpose. They really do. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Freddie. Um, I, I, I completely understand. Now, I will defend my fanboyism because I'm because I have one more one more point of view. And uh, this is an this is something that uh, we have talked about previously on the podcast. And uh, uh, I love our friend, uh, our friend Paul, because he's the one that came up with with this idea. He reads a lot. And, and, and he he really, you know, knew about this uh, from a book, you know, the psychological thing. Um, which is the what we've talked about the romanticism, which is also one more thing you know about 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 this hobby. I mean, it's a hobby in the end, and um, and you're doing this because you have uh, you know thank God some disposable income and you're able to buy something that you like, um, and because it's going to give something back to you, right? It's gonna it's gonna give you some. Uh, you know, be able to unstress from work. It's gonna be able. It's gonna allow you to tinker with things that you usually don't do during your regular work. Uh, it's going to detach you from all the concerns of your regular life. Um, and you know, there's even people that you know have come out of depression or you know whatever. Um, you know, getting into the hobby. So um, what you want is something that you like, right? Um, and for me, it's, it's goblins. That's why I said, I'm going to defend fanboyism, but I'm going to use myself and, you know, that as an example that, you know, um, yes, any machine, uh, you know, is, is the same as far as, you know, they all fly, right. They all, they are all based upon the same concept. However, it's just, for me, it's looking at this beautiful Italian piece of machinery that makes me want to go fly. Right. I mean, I don't care that it's that it's more expensive than any other helicopter. And I've said it before, if I flew a line, I'm pretty sure that I would have been able to have twice the flight time that I've had because sometimes I crash my heli and because, uh, you know, I don't have the means, I cannot buy the parts and fix it the next weekend. It has to wait two, three, four, five weeks. But, you know, in the end, I get it repaired. That's fine. But that's what I like to fly. That's what gives me the enjoyment. I really get to know this machine so well that, you know, I can practically open the box, throw the box on, on, on the bench, and it assembles, it assembles itself, you know, because they're easy to assemble. I know them very well uh, because they're all basically the same design, you know, twin belts, you know, uh, uh, you know bo the, the boom. Uh, the head is basically the, the same, the same thing, the same, the same, similar several layouts. You know, everything is very, very easy, very familiar to me. I can, I can, I can fix them very easily. Um, and uh, you know, for me, they are beautiful. It's kind of like, you know, um, if I, if if I could, if I could say, you know, um, this is like me buying a Ferrari. You know, um, it's my, it's my Ferrari. You know, I cannot afford a Ferrari. But to me, it's just like that, because to me, the goblins are the Ferraris of, of, of radio control helicopters. So I, can, I, I, I have that, right? Because it's, it's my dream. It's my, you know, most awesome thing, you know? So to me, uh, there's also that point of, of, of view. You know, I completely understand what you say, that, you know, they, they are all in the end, the basic same mechanical machine. 
Um, and that yes, um, it's come to a point today where you can go to Best Buy and get something that flies and, and you know, charge and fly, um, which is, you know, a whole different topic. And I, I understand where you're coming from, but, um, but, you know, there's also that certain element of, you know, it's, it's what I like, right? That's also why you, you know, you buy a different canopy with your name or, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's your stuff. It's your thing. It's your hobby. It's what you like, right? Hey, Freddie, what if we go back then a little bit? How about, uh, Freddie, you talk to us a little bit about your hobby story. I mean, you've told us that you go, you've gone through, you know, a gazillion uh, different helis um, all the way back to the fly bar and now, of course, to fly bar less. Now, um, would, you, uh, would you be able to share with us, uh, you know, and with the listeners, uh, kind of like your hobby story, how it all got started for you? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was a little kid, uh, my father, he brought home, he, he went to one, uh, one of those little kiosks in the mall, you know, and, and he bought one of those little coaxial helicopters that you buy from the mall. He brought it home and, and he flew it around, he crashed it, he broke it. And I was so uninterested. I, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. And he broke it several times. And uh, there was this little tiny hobby store right around the corner from my house. And uh, he went there one day. And this is when they, uh, 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 you know, just barely released the Align 450 SE. You know, fly barred, everything's there. Um, it was the blue anodized metal head, you know, all that nonsense. Instead of black carbon fiber, they had the gray carbon fiber and stuff. Anyways, this guy, he bought this and it came in a kit. And I watched him. I watched my dad build this machine for like two weeks. Had no idea what he was doing. But the day finally came. We took it outside. And, he, and he's like, hey, Freddie, watch this. Watch what crashed it immediately right after takeoff destroyed the whole thing and i'm sitting here as a child and i'm like dad you are wasting your time and mom is very <laughs> upset <laughs> over all your nonsense right but he picked it all up and he took me to this hobby store and there was a t-rex 600 sitting on the counter and I said to myself, wow, that's a big machine. That is a cool machine. But I got friends to hang out with. I got stuff to do. This is boring. Why'd you bring me here? And uh, there was a gentleman that worked there at the time. And uh, he's like, hey, let's go outside. Let's go fly it. Took it outside, spooled it up, got it up into a hover. And even then, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Still wasting my time. This gentleman, he hit idle up. He flipped that bad boy upside down. And as soon as I seen that machine flip, I told myself, I got to have one. <laughs> I got to have me one of those because I just watched it. And and the rest is history, man. I, I, I begged my dad every single day. I went and got a job and, and I bought my own helicopters and, and, and life progressed from there, you know. Until Until I understood what these machines were capable of actually doing. I was bored. I thought it was stupid. And even still today, you know, uh, uh, when people come up to me and they say, hey, Freddie, what do you do? Well, you know, yes, I, you know, I work a full-time job, 
But I also tell them, well, you know, I, I, I build, program, repair, and teach people how to use radio-controlled helicopters. And they look at me. <laughs> they just stare at me kind of for a second. They're, they give me that blank stare. But then I whip out my phone, you know, and I, and I throw up like a Duncan Bozian, you know, video or something of, of what these machines can do. And then they stare at me a completely different way. They're like, whoa, you can do that? And I always tell them, no, I cannot, <laughs> but I'm pretty close. So that's, 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 that's the origin, man. That That's where it came from. But, you know, as a younger gentleman, I had the same issue. I wanted to learn and play and, and, and have fun with these machines. And I just never could. There was nobody for me to call. If I broke something, you know, I can go to my local hobby store. You know, it, it never helped. They sold mainly you know, cars and boats and all that. And I was like, screw it. You know what? I'm going to learn what I need to learn and I'm going to make videos and I'm going to try to help everybody else because I'm this happy about these machines. I want everybody else to be too. And I started doing what I've been doing for, I don't know, like, like 11 years now. And, you know, just that is what it is. It just moves forward from there. Cool, cool. So uh, you talked about, you know, how Freddy Can Fly kind of uh, got started. Um, so how can you tell us, is there like a kind of like, a, let's say a method that you went through? I mean, did you kind of think about, okay, um, I want to do these for the people, you know, I want to share what I've learned. But is there some like method that you wrote down before and said, okay, so um, if, if I want to, if I want to help people, I have to sit down and think about, you know, what would be a good um, methodology or framework to kind of like uh, start to teaching people how to go through these? Basically, the, the, the reason why I've decided to spend my time doing what I do, um, it's because of one specific gentleman. Um, again, you know, I was, I was a younger kid and I had the T-Rex uh, 550. Then they just came out with the new T-Rex 700. And I, I, I begged my parents, I said, God, please, mom, dad, I need to have this. That's like a thousand dollars. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of my way. You, I ain't going to pay you a thousand dollars for nothing. So I took my T-Rex 550, I put it up for sale. And this gentleman, he, you know, uh, contacted me. He's like, hey, I'd like to buy it. And he showed up and uh, he wanted to purchase it. And of course, I had to throw out a, a you know, I, a demo for him like hey this thing works so i had to throw it around a little bit and he filmed it and then he bought it from me and a couple of weeks went by and then he called me back on the phone one day and he's like hey man he's like i enjoy this machine so much it flies great it looks beautiful and he's like why don't you start helping people why don't you start doing youtube stuff he's like look i own a business yeah he was a car mechanic and every job that he did with his with his vehicles, he would film it and he'd post on YouTube. So he could look up, you know, like a, a Honda, you know, 2000 this or whatever, brake replacement. His video probably pops up. And I was like, whoa, you can make, you know, you can make a couple bucks off of YouTube or whatever. So I, I got interested at that point. So I started filming some videos to try to help people and, and I came across this guy's video on YouTube one day. He filmed my flight 
when I sold him the T-Rex 550 and he named it Freddy Can Fly RC Ninja. I called this gentleman, I called him and I was like, hey man, why are you, why are you, you know, throwing up stuff with my name and all this stuff? And he's like, man, you can, you can, you can do this. You can make some money and you can help people and, and you can do this. And I thought, you know what? Freddie can fly. I like that. I like that name. It sounds cool. It just, it just stuck. And, you know, I said, from now on, screw it. I want to help everybody else. That's all I want to do. So I started filming videos and, 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 and making informational, you know, content and everything else. And uh, you know, 11 years, 10 years have passed. And now I'm talking to you guys on the phone. <laughs> That's a great story though, man. All kidding aside, uh, it's funny how you had actually some, you kind of fell into it. There's a few people in this hobby that I think have, have been critical to the lifespan of, of the hobby, you know, people being here, you know, the guys, Bert and Bobby with Smack Talk, you know, Finless Bob with all his videos on Heli Freak. And I knew, and you. Would it, would, it, would it really surprise you guys? I probably think you, you would, that I have not watched a single Finless Bob video. I, I, know, <laughs> I know all about him. You know, I, I know that he's a guy, you know, I've, I've, I've gone through Heli Freak through these, you know, gazillion uh, posts and things. And I think that someone organized all his videos in a single post. And, you know, I know all about it. Dude, I'm, but I haven't we're gonna it. we're gonna have him on the podcast, man. He's uh, we're we're actually I talk to him all the time on Facebook. He he cracks me up. I I learned the hard way, uh, you know, um, building and rebuilding and destroying and uh, you know watching very specific videos, you know, of of um, of the flavorless controller that I was trying to get, you know, at that time, you know, I I I took a different a kind of a different approach, I guess. Uh, you know, to my defense, I learned about Finless Bob much later on my quote-unquote Kelly career, where I was kind of like used to it. I know that there's still some, you know, very good content to look at, uh, you know, but with, that, with what I already had, I said, you know, I, I think, I'm, I, you know, I'm at a point where I can kind of handle this and I just need more specifics. So I didn't want to go into that. But, but yeah, I, I have to admit here on the, on the podium that, yeah, I haven't watched Finless Bob. <laughs> Dude, I still crack up about all the videos of him. Don't fly on the street, and then he gets run over. Oh man, those were great. Just so much, so much. You learn. I learned so much from him. Yeah. Oh God. If I may, I I don't mean to interrupt. I'm so sorry, but yes, yes, sir. I grew up on Finless freaking Bob. That guy was like, <laughs> that guy was my god. Finless Bob was the banana sandwich of everything else, man. Like that guy was. With I watched Finless Bob all day, every day. My friends were out getting in trouble and, and doing their thing. I was at home watching Finless Bob. <laughs> oh, I miss that guy so much. You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, well, even um, I remember uh, one time um, I had this guy. I so I I finally purchased my first T Rex 700 electric. Um, you know what you're gonna have several videos of you know me flying this this specific machine and i've never i've never touched a nitro ever in my entire life and, and this guy he's like hey i'll trade you my 700 nitro for your 700 electric and i thought to myself i was like gosh i gotta get into the nitro i gotta learn it but i have no idea how any of that stuff works so we met and uh, we exchanged machines 
And uh, the only video that allowed me to actually fly this machine was uh, is a Finless Bob video. Um, uh, what, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, so like a butthead. Tim Jones. Yes, yes, there you go. He made those videos with, with the yeah. Jones uh, <laughs> tuning the machine and all that stuff, right? Because I had no clue. I met up with this guy. I was like, how do you do it? How do you start it? How do you do this? And he's like, dude, just give me the machine and let me go. <laughs> he's saying, you're kind of freaking me out. But I'm asking this guy all these questions. And yes, so I watched all the Cinema Spa videos with the Tim Jones and stuff. And I learned how to tune Nitro. And then I got big into Nitro. Like Nitro was my life. That's all I did all day. I ate, slept. Everything was Nitro. And I, you know, I mean, the rest what it is, man. And that 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 guy in particular, I feel like deserves a little bit more praise and and some more hype because that that guy he did some stuff, man. He did some cool things for everybody else and for me uh, specifically. I, he's commented on some of my videos and and he's reached out, talked to me, and I'm like, dude, you're a legend. <laughs> Finless Bob, when he started doing videos at Heli Freak, there wasn't a YouTube, okay? So there was, you would host videos on Run Rider and, you know, that whole story. There's actually an episode with the old owner of Heli Freak, and he kind of tells the whole story on him. And, you know, you had Mark Ryder at, on Run Rider, and he would, he would post certain videos that he record, and, you know, he would always give a little, he was, there, was, there was problems happening between, uh, Tinless Bob and Run Ryder and uh, Mark Ryder. And then, and then Heli Freak started, right? And that kind of was like, and then I forgot that, oh, what's his name, dude? James something, right? Is this, what is the guy from, who was the original um, owner of Heli Freak? Oh, uh, I'm, God, is running, it's slipping my mind. But he, um, so he hooked up with, with Bob and bought a bunch of camera equipment and stuff like that. But he was like, at, the, at during that time, he was the only guy doing videos, like like really teaching people. Yeah, like he was the guy who, who launched everybody else, in my opinion, you know, who from watching his videos, people got inspired and started doing their own, you know? And, you know, Freddie, would you, you, would you, would you agree with me on that? No, yes, yes, 110%, dude. I got banned from Heli Freak so many times. And and had to go through that that whole thing of like sending them an email of like, hey, why in the heck are you guys banning me? I'm just asking this question, or I'm just doing this, or I'm just trying to sell this, or whatever. And what what I would say, if I may, is again that yes, Finless Bob in general, that gentleman, he sparked. He sparked Freddie Can Fly, man. Like that that's where it came from because I watched this guy waste his time. Not waste, I know that sounds kind of mean, so that's probably the, the worst word to use. Uh he spent his time trying to just educate and help. That's all that guy tried to do. And and I watched that dude as a kid. I sat and I watched it and I watched it and I watched it and I told myself, you know what? I want to do what this guy's doing because I enjoy his content and I enjoy what he's doing. And I took that and I, I created, you know, what it is that I'm doing now. I mean, 
that guy's my inspiration. I'd love to meet him in person. I'd love to shake his hand. I'd love to give him a big old hug and just say, thanks, Bob, or whatever his name is. I, I don't even know what his real name is, you know, but for God's sakes, you know, I'd love to meet him. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That, and his real name is Bob White, by the way. Yes. Okay. Bob White. Yep. I, I guess I should have probably realized and knew that. Um, I don't know if Bob White is again, like I, like I said, I don't know the guy in person. All right. Okay. So that, that was pretty good. Uh, we've diverged, but I think that it's been a very good conversation. Very, very fun. Um, so let's get back to um, the main topic, which is uh, RC Simulator. So uh, let's, uh, let's just uh, talk about, uh, you know, uh, our main topic. So what I would like to get started with is uh, something that um, I, I, I cannot say that I came up with this. I probably read it somewhere and probably I, then I appropriated and my mind said that probably I came up with this, but I, I highly likely didn't. Um, but it's uh, what I like to call the musical instrument analogy, um, which is the, the kind of like the introduction to this whole um, uh, you know, topic. Um, so basically, the, 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 the concept behind this is kind of like what we touched upon you know, a little bit earlier on the episode, is you have to take you know, uh, a, structured, a structured approach. And it's very learning how to fly a helicopter uh, to me, is very much like learning how to play a musical instrument. Um, you, it's not, it's not a toy. Um, you know, it's not something that uh, you know. It's not like a drone. And I'm probably equally angered, like any of you guys, um, that you know, say that drones and and and, uh, and and you know, planes and helicopters are the same thing. Um, you know, but drones are toys, or they can be tools. I agree. Um, but but helicopters, you know, or I see them more like like a musical instrument, something that requires time, dedication, um, and a structured approach to try to learn it. You just cannot, uh, you know, like you said, Freddie, you just cannot go and try to mimic the, you know, go into YouTube and see these videos of Tarek Al Sadi and see the stick movements and try to mimic them with a very powerful electric. You could do that. But in the end, if you try to do something else, you know, just like cover or do a simple figure eight or do a circuit, you won't be able to. And if you get out into a weird orientation, you will crash, you know. Um, so you have to take really a structured approach, learn, you know, the, basic, the basics, just like, just like learning a musical instrument. You cannot learn it without first learning music, right? You, you cannot, you have to understand, for example, with helicopters, you have to understand the basic concepts behind it. You know that it, it, it involves electronics. It it, it, it it involves you know electricity, voltage, amperage. Um, it, it involves you know mechanics. Um, it involves aerodynamics. It involves torque. It involves you know all these concepts that you have to get a grasp on. Um, you know you have to kind of learn all that musical theory, so to speak, uh, to be able to keep moving along and try to and try to learn it. So, having said that. Um, I think that, you know, um, with the advent of computer simulators, that task of learning how to fly um, with a structured approach is, you know, the, the, the computer simulator tool uh, allows you to go much better into that kind of approach. Because if you do it with a real life helicopter, uh, what happens if you're a beginner and you, you know, you crash a helicopter, then you need to go and fix it, right? So now you need to, to learn all these things that you didn't know. 
um, and uh, and try to get to to get this helicopter to fly again. And if you mess up your flyless correction, you'll crash at the first thirty seconds. So if you leave uh, your bolts uh, without Loctite, then it'll destroy itself probably one minute into the flight. You know things like this. But on the simulator, you can do you can just do it safely. You know, press the R key or the space bar or whatever and just get a brand new perfectly tuned helicopter to just continue doing your practice over and over again um, and just be repetitive about it and go into a structured approach. So um, that's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what I wanted to say as, as introduction into, into this topic. So do you guys agree with, uh, you know, with, uh, with what I've, uh, what I've uh, laid out basically? Um, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, a hundred percent, of course. Um, I would only say, uh, the, the harder part of that is again, the majority of people that want to get into this sport that want to get into this kind of a lifestyle, they, they don't watch and learn it through the simulator they watch and learn it through social media, which again, you've got the best pilot on planet earth going around smacking their machines. So you've got, you've got somebody that wakes up and goes, Oh my gosh, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Wow. That's amazing. I want to do that. And then let's say that they do purchase a, a, a flight simulator of some sort. And of course on today's, um market there there's several i mean there really is there's so many and and they're all great there there's there's not there's not a bad one out there at all by any means um but you know when you go and purchase whatever it is that you guys you that you decide to purchase you get on you start flying your machine around and learning some stuff I feel like with flight simulators, to be fair, it only teaches you how to fly the machine. That's it, which is which is what we all want to do. But it doesn't teach you how to you know how to build the machine. It doesn't teach you the mechanics. It doesn't teach you anything else besides specifically how to operate the machine. Um, with that being said. I mean, there's always a choice. I know there's there's such a battle out there over which which flight simulator is better, you know, which one does this and which one does that. And even though specifically with AccuRC, um, I've I've talked to all the guys and and I've represented. 110%, I'll say the exact same thing. It's no different than, like I said earlier, it all does the same stuff. You know, it, it, you, you simply sit down and just fly your machine around. That, that's what you do. Um, everybody's so concerned about making everything so realistic. It's not. <laughs> if you're sitting at a computer, all you're trying to do is learn basic maneuvers and what it may or may not be like if you actually did this in real life. It's a simulator. The word itself 
separates that exact difference. You're simulating something. I don't care about the graphics on the computer, it, you know, all that nonsense. Every simulator works. They do. They really work. Um, people ask me all the time, Freddie, what simulator should I get? What simulator should I buy? I'm using this one right now. It's not working. I don't care. You know, it, it, it could be real flight. It could be Phoenix. It could be AccuRC. It could be anything. It's a basic principle. All you're doing is trying to learn how to manipulate the machine on a computer. That way, when you go out and take your real machine and fly, you're still you're still going to get shaky. You're still going to get your jitters. You're still going to freak out, and you're still going to fly that machine and hope that you land it down safely. Boom, done. I understand that the the podcast in uh in, in particular is about simulating um simulators and all that stuff. They all work, man. They all work. As a little kid I, I, I grew up on using Clearview with a with a little you know, a little FM transmitter. That that's what I grew up on and I loved it to death. And guess what? It worked. So every simulator out there, I mean, people like to battle back and forth. Next, it works. It's a beautiful simulator and absolutely works. They got all the cool models, all this, all that. AccuRC, beautiful, absolutely beautiful engine. Everything that backs that that simulator works. It has flaws, yes but it's a simulator. It is what it is. You know? Yes, yes. And, and I think that you've nailed it, you've nailed it uh, uh, Freddie. It's, it's, it's what, I, what I consider or what I call a tool, basically. You know, it's, it's no more than that. It's because uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, try to um, get on, on the simulator. And, uh, you know, I have, I, I've heard this also a lot that, you know, they really want to uh, find their model in the simulator and or they want to or they think that they can like test drive you know a model they say oh i i would like to fly a goblin kraken uh you know let me jump in the simulator and figure out how that feels you know it it doesn't really feel you know like the real model that that's impossible um it, the you know the the fact that it's there it's just so that it's more enjoyable to you that you know you're flying your actual model, but it's not you know an actual representation of how that helicopter will fly. And especially because, as you said, Fred, in the beginning, you know, it, it you know a helicopter has a ton of different variables. You know, it could have a different motor, it could have different servos, um, it could have uh, you know, and the brand of the servo is probably not as important as the voltage of the servos that you put into it. You know, um, how how much torque it's going to give out. You know. Um, all these different specifications that it's going to be impossible uh, for for a simulator to actually make you feel the difference of how that helicopter flies in reality. However, what what is what is important about fly, about flying a simulator, I believe, is the method. So uh, actually, you know, a tool is a tool, and the simulator is going to be just a tool. But 
if you use it properly, then it can help you a lot. So um, not use it for fun. I mean, it's okay to use it for fun, but if you use it for fun, then it becomes video game. Um, it, and that's not what you really want, want it to. What you're trying to is to get on the simulator so that you don't crash your helicopter in real life as often, or so that you can learn new maneuvers on the, sim on, 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 the, on the simulator and then move them over to reality um, and learn the, the movements of how that is done. So, um, of course, Freddie, there's your method, which is, you know, the Freddie can't lie, uh, you know, I would call it method. If you follow your videos in sequence, uh, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a method to it of how to go through it. However, there's another method uh, that also I would like to bring to, uh, you know, to, to you and to our listeners' attention, which is also the one that I, that I found that is also incredibly popular, um, which is uh, how to go from uh, tail end to funnels in six months, I think it's called. It's by a guy from Australia called Archmage AU. Um, that's one that I that I used personally, and um, and also uh, you know even though I love it, I don't think that uh, you know uh, like like we've said you know it's what works for you. It may not be that if you follow this method, you will be able to do exactly what it tells you that it that you will achieve. Uh, it's of course how much time you devote to it, how much dedication, how much uh, how how constant you are to it. But also how it adapts to you, uh, you know, um, to to you personally as a person. Everyone learns differently. You know, there are some people that um, I know that study two hours for an exam and nail it, and there's people that can study for five days for the same ex for the same exam and they struggle getting a C. You know, um, everyone everyone learns differently, right? Um, so and 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 someone may learn by sketching. Someone may learn by listening. Someone learn, you know, we all, we're all different. So uh, there's this bunch of different methods, but what's important is to follow a process and go from the basics to the most complex uh, things. So um, having said that, uh, you know, what's your guys' feedback on that? My method of flying machines, simulators, and, and teaching yourself to fly it's based upon basic principle. You sit down on the simulator and you learn to fly your machine. I really don't know what to say beyond that, man. If you can own your skills on any simulator, there you go. Build your machine, go and fly it. That's all you got to do. It's that simple. Um, but I think, I think the question that, that, um, that more, that I think that Javier is trying to kind of, get to or the try to point he's trying to make is it's when you were setting up your system how did you go how did you go about it what was did you have any what was your thought process of it or did you say hey i'm just gonna throw a bunch of videos up and people will will catch it and learn from it what was kind of your thinking what was like the your main concept or your big idea behind it you know you know i know i think i think we you spoke to you told so far what was the, what, what you wanted to accomplish but what was kind of like the driving the driving force the uh, not the driving force, but kind of like the roadmap that you use to come up with the, your system of flying, your, your, how you set up your videos or how you uh, went by teaching, how like your paraflip video. I remember I've seen that one a hundred times. What was the, your organizing factor? Just speaking and saying it in a different way. No, I, I, I get you. I get you. Um, uh, first, 
you know, I, I would say, you know, thank you very much for your kind words. I mean, the fact that you've watched my stuff, that means the world to me. Um, to answer that, I, I don't know, man, that, that, that's a very hard question to answer because it has so many different factors. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you guys an example. Um, I was doing an online simming lesson the other day, and uh, this guy, he had contacted me and said, he said, Freddie, you know, I'm doing my pyro flips, and for some reason, they're not spot on. You know, they're not staying in place. Uh, they're they're not stable. They're not, you know, they're just not doing what I want them to do. He's like, every time I try to do them, they move here, they move there. I said, all right, bro. I was like, you know, give me a call on the phone. Let's hook up on the on the sim. Let's do our thing. And uh, I watched him on the sim, and we did our thing. And I then have I had him watch me, and so I I, I threw out my pair of flips for him. And he he brought up a specific term, and he he asked me. He said, "Freddie, are you doing a double rotation or a single rotation?" <laughs> I asked him. I was like, "I have no idea what that means." And uh, he had told me that based upon what he had learned, you know, in this hobby, that there is a double rotation to where that's how you get the right pearl flip. You got to do that double rotation. And uh, I told this gentleman, I told him, I don't do that. I do one rotation, I pause and I wait, and then I do another rotation. So I don't do a double rotation. I do a single rotation. I wait, I observe. I watch my machine and then I correct it. And he was like, whoa, man, that's insane. That's crazy. And yada, yada, and all, you know, all this stuff. And then a couple of days later, this guy called me right back. And he's like, hey, man, can you do some more sim, uh, sim time with me? And I was like, ah, you know, unfortunately, I can't. And this guy told me, he's like, dude, what you told me makes so much sense. My pair of flips are spot on. They are now standing in place and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and I guess to answer guys' question, I'm not some professional pilot, but I've spent my time learning the science of the machine. That's it. That's, that's what I do. I understand how they work and why they work. Yeah. Okay. All right. That That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, okay. All right. I think that we've gone, uh, through what we wanted to cover, uh, for, for swimming today. So thanks, Freddie. Thanks, Freddie, for your input. Um, so um, we'll move on to our next section, which is Collective Planet, uh, which is basically what's going on around on the podcasting world. So um, as far as news, uh, the only news that I have uh, this time that I was able to recollect was uh, the Protos Nitro. And I get, I get goosebumps, goosebumps saying that, you know, I have news about a, a Nitro, but you, you know, news is news. I have to report. The, the, you're coming around. I feel <laughs> it, you're coming around. Oh boy, the, the Nitro's creeping in. It's little by little, but it's, it's Dude, dude there. there's, there's just like, you know, the, the latest models all seem to be Nitro. What's going on with you people? I mean, it's like- There's a resurgence, I really believe. Again, again, Nitro, nitro is the way to go. You, you can't beat it. There's a resurgence of it, man. It's incredible. You know, you go out there and it is awesome. Like I, you know, I don't want to sound like the ultimate fanboy or not, but it's, if you listen to like Bert's podcast, 
the one right after the the winter bash, he talks about how him and Kyle were just astonished that at one time during the event, I think there was more than one time, but uh, the entire flight line, all all the flight boxes in the on the event, all had nitros up in the air. You know, there were all different kinds of brands. You know, there there was a Diablo, the Kraken, the Black Thunder, the couple of N7s, you know, uh, and they were all out there. And it's it's pretty, it's, it's just there, man. There's, there's a lot of, I think, a lot of old guys that were in the hobby that are, that are getting back into it, are getting back into it with Nitro. And there's a lot of new guys that have been flying for a while and they're trying to look for new challenges. They're moving into Nitro, flying by Nitro. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely more challenging than electrics. I, I, would, I would say... I think the problem between electric versus nitro is simply, you know, it, it's flight time. Um, if you take the amount of, uh, I don't want to make it about money, but, you know, if you take the amount of money that it takes to take anything besides, you know, you know 450 or or whatnot, but when you get a 700 size machine or an 800 or whatever it is that you're flying, the amount of money that you invest into battery packs and a charging system and 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 everything that it takes if i go out to the field if i if i take my machine and i go out to the field i want to fly i want to actually be able to fly right i don't want to pack all the nonsense and unfortunately electric machines they they require a lot of nonsense they really do and yeah, but you could say the same. You could you could say the same thing about a nitro on the side. Like I like I I made this argument. I've I've made the argument from both sides on this one. You know the the argument is that you, you spend more money with electrics because you spend money on packs and nitros gallons are cheaper than batteries. But you know you get a lot more life out of a battery than you do a gallon of nitro. You know so you got to spend you got to spend two hundred fifty dollars on a gallon of nitro. But you're gonna spend uh, with that amount of money, you can buy two cases of fuel. So at two cases of fuel, you got eight gallons. Eight gallons times seven flights a gallon. You know you are what uh, sixty-four flights? Oh no, um, 50, 58 flights, fifty-seven flights, something like that. And compared to two hundred flights, you can get out of a pack. So yes, yeah, you do have to buy a, a high powerful charger, but you also got to buy a fuel can and a starter. So once you start looking that you break everything down to like numbers to numbers, the, the it's marginal, you know, but at the end of the night, because of the rising cost of fuel and, you know, the longevity of the batteries getting better every year, it's it, the initial, the initial hit of getting into the hobby with electric. It's a lot more cost effective on than it is with a nitro. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. That may be. But my perspective is this. If I go out to the field, I want to walk away with a smile on my face. And I'm not going to say that you cannot do that with both electric versus nitro, of course. If I take my electric machine out, I only have so much time to fly. When I take my, my nitro machine out, I, I, I don't approach the field in a manner to where, okay, I only have so much time. I don't care. Got a jug of fuel, I'm going to fly. I'm going to do my thing. And when I land, I can fill it up. I can do my thing again. 
and I can do it again and again and again and again. And once my drug is gone, I have to look back at my wife staring at me with a dumbass face going, you just wasted so much money. No, I didn't. I just enjoyed myself to death. That's what I did. That's why I love nitro machines, you know, because you get to actually go out. Yes, it costs money. Who cares? You just get that endless enjoyment with 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 electric. Yes, you get power and you get you get that different uh, end of the spectrum that you don't get with nitro. But in my opinion, if it means anything to anybody. I would rather go out because it takes so much effort to pack your machine, pack all your, I'm going to say a swear word again, uh, pack your shit, I'm going to say it, sorry, into the car, get it out to the field, all the stuff that you do to finally get there and go and fly, and then you get five minutes of fun. Nope. i got to pack it all back in and go back home. <laughs> I'm not most uh gentlemen out there i don't I don't have all these elaborate you know charging systems and all the stuff that it takes to invest into that no i just want to pump some fuel into my machine start it up and honestly nothing beats nothing beats that engine do you when that engine pumps up electric machines are cool they're great they're powerful they're insane and you can do some crazy stuff with them but there's a more intimate feeling Oh, and and when you see your your machine out there and you got the smoke and you got everything else, man, it's it, it's a different feeling, you know. It, that's that's electric versus nitro. <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. All right. Um. So, um, Frank, do you have any more news? I I'm dry. Uh, no. You you should have more from the from the hangout. No, no? nothing. Um, just just the, just some usual drama. You know, there's nothing worth getting into. Uh okay. All right. Yeah, I haven't seen much either. Um so uh okay, so let's ha let's say hi to our brothers in podcast arms. Uh Freefall RC podcast, so their latest episode was Clone Wars. Heliheads, uh their latest episode was uh FAA and the Future of the Hobby. BK podcast um actually they they broke a record, I think. I think that 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 this episode was probably their longest podcast. So I guess that, yeah. I, I, so I think that I I couldn't believe you you couldn't believe that it was so so large. I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it was so long. I'm like, hold on, is Bert and Kyle okay? It's after 30 minutes. When I see him after 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, something must have happened for them to talk that long. But uh, it was really informative, though. They it had a lot of good information. There's a lot of things that I do that. They recommend not to do, but I've been doing it so long, so it doesn't even. I have to reteach myself when it comes to uh, uh, charging and not parallel charging. And I parallel charge all the time, you know. I and it's funny because I have a, a good friend named uh, Augie or Augusta. He used to be the owner of Avant, and he gives me the same the same conversation all the time. And you know, some of the guys and some of my friends in the UK do the same thing, but. Yeah, um, great, great podcast. They did a really good job, and everybody, everybody's, we're so lucky right now. You know, back in the day, there was just one podcast, and now we have so many good ones to listen to. Like we can get our our heli. Um, you can feed yes. our habit every day. You know. Yes, yes, I agree. Cool. I agree. There's 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 a lot out there right now, um, and it's awesome. Um, they're all doing an, an awesome job. 
Um, Telerotor, uh, they talked about throttle and banks. You know, the Telerotor is, you know, is, is a great podcast that, um, you know, everyone has something different to offer. They're, they're really good. They're, they're really informative. They always kind of like research their topic a lot um, and, and they get very technical. So that, that's very good. I like that one as well. And um, of course, we had episode two of Inverted Down Under uh, with our good friends from Australia. Uh, which was the, they talked about this event called the heat wave um, that they have, uh, which is one of their big events that they, have, that they have down there. So that was pretty good. It's always, you know, amazing to hear, you know, what's happening on different parts of the world, how they perceive the hobby a little bit differently. You know, they still talk the same language, but, you know, you can see that some things are more popular there. They have other types of issues and uh, other types of events and other types of things. You know, it's a big, chunk of land uh, um, and then you know sometimes going from one place from like one end to the other is kind of like a big thing um, and the difference is even in climate between different pieces I mean it, it's very good it, you know just the different part of the world and uh, it's always it's always cool to hear from them so um, that's it from uh, from our podcast friends um, I don't have any uh, anything from Helifreak um, and um, and I think that's all I have for for today. Frank, do you have anything else? Nope. Get out and fly. Or if you're if you live in the blistering north, uh, keep warm. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Well, I'm not north. I'm Midwest, but still, it's 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 still it's still crappy. <laughs> oh man. All right. So. Um, so, uh, Freddie, um, thank you very much for for being with us. It was uh, it was really cool to to connect with you, to uh, you know get to talk to you. That's uh, been doing this awesome thing for the hobby, uh, you know, to try to give uh, some some of what you have. Uh, I, and I think this is a very recurrent theme. Uh, people, uh, you know, take different lengths to, towards that goal. You know, some people. Uh, try to help, you know, in font lies, you know, helping assemble a lot of people's skellies or help them fix issues or people's like you take the, uh, uh, and I know that you, you also, you know, take calls and, you know, try to help people as much as I can, but you're kind of like uh, more into the, okay, so let's, let's try to compile this piece of information and put it out there um, on, on YouTube so that they can watch it. Um, there's people that, you know, do all sorts of things for the hobby. Um, after uh, after they've received, I think also so much, which I think is a very recurrent theme and something really really nice about this hobby that you know people just uh, are not after each other's throats. Uh, so basically, they just see that you know it's difficult. Uh, it took them um, a great amount of effort to do, and they just want to give back. So that's that's awesome. So thank you, Freddie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And 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 again. Uh, I'm just happy to be part of, you know, what it is that you're doing and everything else in between. And uh, as you had just addressed, I mean, everybody out there just wants to have fun and have a good time. And that's the end goal. So if I can help in any way, shape or form, you know, that that's what I'm here to do. So. All right, cool. Um, okay, so finally, uh, Freddie, if uh, someone would like to get in touch with you to talk about uh, a little bit more about, you know, your uh, Freddie Can Fly pod, uh, you know, project, 
um, if they want to get to reach out for any help or anything, uh, what would be a good way? <laughs> um, honestly, uh, brother, I, I, I put my personal phone number and uh, contact information on all my videos. So I, if you want to get in contact with me, just, just check out my videos. <laughs> it's got all my information right there. All right, cool. Uh, Frank, um, any any contact information for you apart from uh, dropping a line on the um, on on your on your uh, group on Facebook? That's the best way to catch me, honestly. Uh, most of the time, I'm there, so just just drop me a line or send me a message. Okay, cool, cool. Um, all right. Uh, as for me, uh, you can reach out to me. Uh, you know, via Heli Freak PM, uh, Toady Squirrel, also on. Uh, um, if you comment on my YouTube channel as well, um, on my Instagram, which is also Toddy Scoil, um, and uh, on my email, which is toddyscoil at gmail.com. Okay, so that's, uh, that's it for today. So thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Uh, keep enjoying the hobby. Keep those helicopters in the air. And talk to you next time. Bye.